We are back after I don't know how many weeks with episode 79 of 2 Minutes for Chatting and, well, it is with regret that we've got some sad ice hockey news to bring you. Yeah, the the league is, has been cancelled, but this podcast lives on. Yeah, I think uh, I was maybe being too optimistic last time when I said we would be playing. I think, did I? <laughs> Not sure. I think I seem to think I did say that. Uh, it just shows you though how how quickly how quickly things can change and yeah, whatnot. Yeah. So the the official news is out that the two thousand and twenty two thousand and twenty one or the twenty twenty one or twenty 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 one. Yeah, season is uh, suspended. So there's a medium length statement that I'm not going to bore anybody by reading out but basically with the the fact that they can't get fans into the arenas um, the teams teams just basically can't afford to, to do that have play in front of empty arenas and uh, now obviously we know the, the news about sport reopening as such getting pushed back um, and it just all compounded in a lack of a season and uh, this December the 5th start date is no longer and the possible earliest that teams were hoping to even see some action there was a quote about early 2021 some top level ice hockey I'll say now that's just not going to happen <laughs> um, no season this year but uh, so getting into it, actually the the season obviously suspended. Um, it means that we're not going to see any live action for probably the best part of a year. Um, I think Clan came out with uh, an interview with Gareth and Jerry not long after the announcement, which you know they'd obviously filmed before it. Um, but I guess the the overall theme I got from it was trying to trying to be positive, talking about coming back a better team, learning from the mistakes they'd made. Um, it all sounds good, and you you've just really got to hope that it uh, it comes to fruition. I guess. Yeah, I think you know in a way though we've kind of we've heard these sound bites before to an extent, so um, you know remains to be seen whether that. Um, any lessons have been learned or uh, will be learned in the next 12 months and they've got you know they've got that time now to, to iron stuff out and, um, obviously get get a coach in and then start building again for for next year yeah it's a it's an unbelievable amount of time to prepare for a season obviously a situation that's never happened before and they wouldn't have expected it. I mean, the first item of note really is that um, we've been made aware of a £30 million investment from the ownership group of Into. Um, they've secured that from wherever they have. Uh, so the shopping centre and I guess on the back of that, the arena, is not going to be going anywhere. So I guess that's one one worry off the mind um, and Gareth kind of reiterated that in his his comments um, it doesn't really soften the blow of there not being any ice hockey but at least you know in a year if people still remember about the team then we'll have something to go back to yeah um, it's good news for um, for the arena and obviously for the, the shopping centre as well I think <coughs> You know, I don't know. I don't know how much thirty million goes. Like, I don't know how long that goes. No, I know. Um, whether that's enough to see us through another ten years or whatever, I don't know. Um, we could end up in a situation where you've got the, the same problems further down the line. But in the short term, at least anyway, it's it's positive news, and um, you know, we'll actually still have a home. Yeah, no, exactly. It's it's better than playing an East School Pride, I guess, or something like that. Uh, where maybe the, 
maybe the the fan the fan capacity and the excitement levels might not be as high, but you do never know. Um, but no, so we'll be staying at staying at Brayhead. Um, if we had a if we had an East Kilbride team, what would they be called? Uh, oh, that's a good one. The the EKPK. Oh, I like that. <laughs> the East Kilbride. Mm. I was gonna say. To... I was gonna say Eagles. And then I was thinking the East Kilbride Edges. As in the edges of the skates, but that's probably the worst name I could have <laughs> ever come up with. Uh, let me think of a few as we're going on. Um, yeah. So another sort of big part of that discussion um, and news that had kind of been released before that, but Gareth sort of added to it, was the loss of... Um, Rasmus Bierum. Now I've I've singled him out because we singled him out for really high praise last year. Um and the story is that if we had a team he would I think the quote was definitely be back. Um he's he's opted to stay in Denmark, which is not a surprise. Uh and I guess that's good to hear that he would have been back in at the club properly value him. But again, there's always that worry in the back of your mind that if a player spends a good year at another team, then either there'll be other people looking for his services next year when we can actually get back playing or that they they don't want to come back and they've enjoyed their time kind of thing. That is a bit of a worry, but obviously good to hear that the door is still open to use Gareth's phrase. Yeah, um, I wonder if they've got anything in place um, to say that they'll be signed up next year or whatever. Um, mm, yeah, good we question. Don't know about, but, um, and obviously they won't know about that until next year. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it seemed like there was a not too many imports I might add. Uh, <laughs> They were looking to no, to no. keep. But I guess you know after everything that happened and um, you know a lot of announcements of uh, retirements and stuff, you know it was a good idea to get um, you know somebody like Rasmus Bierum who has been here uh, a couple of seasons now and, and knows the team and, and knows the league and is uh, you know as a has been a top player for us to. To be able to bring someone like that back again um, is, you know, it's, it's a pretty good job um, to be able to, to keep a hold of him. You know, if um, the scenario was that we were going to have a season, but um, yeah, so yeah, you just kind of wonder what's what's been in in place for for next year. I know. I I, I think just from reading between the lines, it's probably more of a word of mouth type. Um, mm agreement because can they really tie these guys down to say you know you'll play for us in the season after next which kind of restricts their options if they've got an even better move potentially at that point um, I don't know how happy they'd be with that but uh, I think Nolan Laporte was the other name mentioned um, and actually I had initially noted down that Gareth had, had said uh, discussions with every single one of them and initially I thought how many did did he actually mean before he went on to quote the names Um, there's not really been any news on Travis Earhart um, and Marcus Johnson who were two names again we picked out Uh, the likelihood is that if they wanted them they've they've given them that offer to come back when, when we do get some play but uh, they weren't mentioned, and obviously Matthew was away to Kalamazoo in the East Coast League, and you know I don't think we can expect to see him back. Um, but certainly the three, the three younger players, um, the, the opinion seemed to be that they'd be open for a return when possible. Um, so, 
along with the Brits that it was revealed won't really be wouldn't really be anything different, then these guys are gonna have to try and find something in the meantime and you know, if if we get back next year then hopefully they will be. Yeah, definitely. Um interesting to note William Stenton was included in that yeah. that list that Gareth gave quite explicitly yeah yeah I think um, he was maybe first <laughs> yeah I think so um, you had John McLaughlin obviously Matt Haywood and uh, every or your favourite player Craig Peacock, Craig Peacock yeah. um, as a sort of a core uh, mm-hmm. at the club um, didn't mention Jack Mousel so no, I yeah. Don't know. I think well, I think we'd maybe if he just missed about or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think we we'll maybe we'd call time on his clan career. Uh, yeah. I I think if he's if he's explicitly not mentioned, especially in in the Brits department, mm. then I can't really see it. Um, but no, we'll we'll see what happens. Obviously, in a year's time with those guys. Uh, other things that were mentioned um, well one of the big ones was the priority to find a coach Um, and tying into that nicely obviously today just earlier Cardiff announced um, a coach and obviously that seems to be incredibly early but uh, they seem to have gone through a a good recruitment process and the guy that uh, they've brought in, um, Jared Skaldi, or Skaldi, I'm not sure how you pronounce his surname, but been a, a very good player and has has had some decent coaching jobs, so I've got no doubt that he'll fit in at Cardiff, um, but it just sort of, I guess, adds to a bit of excitement for their fan base. Not that I needed a stunner as a coach now, but um, it seems like they're just trying to get things in place and I've got no doubt we're trying to do that um, but it's just we don't seem to operate on the level of some of these other teams which is fine but um, you know it, it, it went from what seemed like a very close to announcing a coach position for us to then I'm not really sure what's happening but Apparently, guys want to be the coach. So, where are we really standing with that? Yeah, I don't know. It's a strange one. Um, I think it was at some point in the summer. I'm pretty sure they announced that within a couple of weeks um, they would announce a coach. And you know, to kind of go from that to being back at square one, and you can obviously understand why I in the situation, but. Um, just, you know, in, in contrast with Cardiff, um, who, you know, by all accounts are well organised and uh, kind of driven to, to try and find the right guy um, to replace Andrew Lord. And, um, yeah. So I've read reading an article about it, um, Todd Kelman had said um, that Jared's uh, stood out above the rest. He's got a great CV. Um, no disrespect to Jared, but but his wasn't the best coaching resume we were sent. So I, I mean, talk about getting off on the wrong foot. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I did. I'm, I, just, I, I'm trying just. Yeah, I'd, I'd try to start something. I'd seen a, I'd seen a clip from an interview where they were talking about how he interviewed well and all that. So, um, mm. I mean, this. What would that give you? The season normally starts, would have started about now. So, from a coaching appointment, you're looking at genuinely a year before the season starts. Um, it's Which a real, sounds, it, it does sound daft. It, it does sound every, daft. Every other team in the league's got a coach. It it does sound daft. Um, and yeah, what will that come back to haunt us? As I've said before, we don't don't necessarily need a year, but. Um, the longer it goes on, um, you know, I, I don't know how the kind of payment and things would work for that. It, even if you appoint a coach, do you does does he start the recruitment now? Does he start the work? Probably. 
the top teams, I'm sure he probably does. Um, although there's not probably as much you can do now as there would be in a normal season, but um, it'd be interesting to the, see. You've got the, the potential for a... I mean, I never really saw any, any details about that, but um, the possibility of a... I don't know if it was like a tournament or something. They were thinking that it was going to maybe start in January or February. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like you say, it's, it's not happening. But nah. <laughs> it's, um, the, the Because they, well, they kind of mentioned as well about, uh, you know, about Clan being one of the best clubs of fan engagement. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that... That only works if you're if you're selling something. Yeah, and um, I guess on that point there was a, a mention of a fan questionnaire. Um, now, when that's going to be circulated and in what kind of format, I don't know. Uh, but it would be interesting to see what kind of responses they get. You know, whether it's about... Is it an off-ice kind of thing? Is it about the recruitment, which I doubt it. We're not going to ask for fans to comment, I think, on individual players or whatever, but I think it'd be more about the match day experience and the off-ice aspect, which is good that they're doing that, you know, but you you want there to be action on the back of that, because we're talking about this improvement and taking things forward and being... uh, a better club, winning things just around the corner, not being worried about the future. Uh, mm. Business as usual. These are some quotes I'm just picking out, but yeah, um, opportunity to try new things. Yeah, and and what are they going to be? Well, we will see. You know, it, it would have been nice to see a recruited team this year. By that I mean what what would the team have looked like? Um, yeah. But then again, it wouldn't have been that new direction, new opportunity team. So whether this break is coming at a good time, maybe it is and we're kind of downplaying it. But let's hope they take full advantage of it. And they've talked about continuity of a coach. Um, but also, I think... The, the improvements you've got to got to continue to improve on the things that worked well and things that didn't because there's certainly some things that did but also a ton of things that I think haven't been done well that we've covered over the past few seasons obviously mm-hmm. yeah um, one of the, well, another one of the uh, main things that um, I think it was Jerry that said um, was to try and grow the the clan community, and I don't know if they, I don't know if they just mean fan base by that, and how how does that go about doing that? Because notoriously in the past, it's not been um, that's not been a strong point uh, when you compare it with the likes of um, like the Glasgow Rocks and. Um, but advertisement and uh, TV deals and stuff like that, and, and I know that's obviously not exclusive to Clan, but the sort of league as a whole, um, as well, especially the TV deal. And obviously we've got free sports. And yeah, it's good, but um, yeah, you know, given where where the league was a decade ago, um, and games being shown on Sky, it's been a a sharp nosedive since then. Um, yeah, and it, so it'll be interesting to see what, if anything happens with that. It's got to be noted, I guess, that certain teams are probably doing a better job at that than others. Um, but then they're they're all at different places. So you look at the likes of Dundee. Pash has obviously done a really good job, and I think signed a a three year contract there. But he started, I think, more from not really having too much, you know, they focused more on the the playing side and he's come in with a business aspect to it as well and done well, whereas you've got the likes of Sheffield who 
have got a sort of established fan base and obviously they're still trying to get as many people through the door as possible but teams like Dundee are really pushing like trying to get a a lot more fans through than they usually would um, and, and trying different things obviously the Sean Skelly who was marketing and operations whatever at Clan has moved to Glasgow Rocks um, I don't yeah. didn't really have any comments on that I didn't really know what um, sort of things he did or didn't do I can't really comment on that but does that does that mean he's seeing obviously a, a general manager's role I think it was at Glasgow Rocks which at this stage is a step up but you'd like it to be the other way where um, you know we we grow as a club such that we are I don't know bigger to use that word than the likes of Glasgow Rocks and things um, and you know it does start with like the marketing stuff and the crowds because you want full crowds every week and more people in Glasgow to know about the team and uh, you know just generally a lot of improvements with merchandise and all that sort of stuff so yeah. I don't know That's those are the areas where you think these are the improvements that they should be talking about and all of that will help the on ice product I would hope you know because at the end of the day you're getting more money in whether it's sponsorship or people watching the games um, and they're obviously st- still pushing as we talked about a bit just before we started all the extra stuff, um, the classic games and the shirt off the back and 50-50 tickets and they're, they're going all out with that so um, it's yeah. not it's how, many, how many more classics are there in a, in a club that's, that's only been going 10 years well uh, <laughs> how, how, how many classics are there I don't know. They'll maybe become uh, classics because they've been shown in clan classics, so they'll show them again. <laughs> um, but it's not. I think we we both said it's not the way we would really choose to interact with the team. I, I don't think many people would really. But um, the fact that they are doing them and and have said many times that they're a success is good, I guess. But yeah. Um, just getting spammed with eBay auctions and merchandise tweets is not. I'm not really a big, a big lover of that. But then, some people are. So it, it works both ways, I guess. Yeah, you can. I mean, you understandable why they're doing it. But um, you know, for me, just going on and and seeing that every day, um, just. It just puts me off, really. Yeah. Yeah, that's... It puts, puts me off from, uh, from you know, sort of buying anything. And <clears throat> not even just because of that. It's just the, the hassle of the deliveries and stuff like that that I know I've <laughs> had and a lot of other people have had as well. Yeah, if it... It depends. I mean, everyone's got a different view on how you market this stuff, but... Certainly, it's got to start with a good product, and the problems we've had, or people have said they've had with getting things and whatever processes with the uh, own and loan shirts not been returned, and we we touched on this a lot last time, but that that needs to be on the the list of things to get sorted, and this this is the time to do it. Um, we can't can't be having. A, Another season when when the club come back of just tweets every ten fifteen minutes to buy fifty fifty tickets. Because remember that they've kind of implied that this is going to go on even during the the off season when they've had a real season. So it's it's almost like a a machine that's not really sleeping, which is I I think that's just a bit too much. Yeah, that can be, that can be detrimental as well. Definitely. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's need to get that. That stuff needs to be 
sorted really. Um, but they did, or they have sat hooked up with um, cross check again. Um, some of their stuff's pretty decent, I have to say. Um, For sure, yeah. I guess though, when you sort of compare it to what to what's there already, it's night and day. So. Yeah, the pro. I mean, the the overall problem is that end of the day, it's still all going to come back to the team's performance um, on the ice and you know if the team's doing well then I've got no doubt that all of this stuff will pick up people will be more likely to spend money and blah 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 but um, the the fact that they are continuing to do it obviously it's a success and I don't my opinion's not really <laughs> get any meaning to it but it's just we seem to be getting overload here, but I don't know. We could go on. We could go on for ages about it. I know it, it is frustrating because obviously we sort of st- we kind of started this podcast to talk about the on nice stuff more than the off nice stuff, and it's yeah. just you know it's uh, turned on its head. But um, I just yeah, I don't like just to sort of finish off on that. Um, Jerry McLaughlin had said that uh, sponsors were committed for the new season whenever that is so that's some good news Um, I would like to see Clan grow their portfolio for that as well Yeah. though I would say so going forward uh, and I'm sure they will be looking at that yeah I mean again not to sort of uh, spend too long on it but there's a there's a great product there and I think we definitely should be attracting top sponsorship and whether or not uh, we're doing that and people just aren't interested I mean most people who you take to a game who've maybe not been to a game before really like it so I'd imagine that's kind of the way the sponsorship yeah is based and I think a lot of the sponsors are, are long term but bringing in new ones um, again obviously is going to benefit and it's just like that um, sort of circular process where getting all that money in benefits on the ice and then vice versa so you've got to hope I mean Jerry's been in that role for a few years now and I I don't know I, I don't pay I don't think enough attention to it. Too much time spent concentrating on what's happening on the ice, but um, as you say, I'd like to think we can really do our best to improve on that side of things. Because, um, you know, we we should be getting... There should be some really big sponsorship names in there, I think. Yeah, uh, I think that's what I was basically getting at. Is there's not really that... Um, you know, there's 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 definitely been been loyal sponsors over the years, and um, but you know, so sort of bigger bigger name sponsors and uh, stuff like that's not really there at the moment. But yeah, so and the, that that would be kind of interesting going forward. The tie-ins they've talked about with, for example, the football teams, you the stuff with Party Thistle, but you don't. <laughs> really see what comes out of that as such you know is it just a well look there's an ice hockey team there and maybe a few fans will go to a game you you want to be capitalising on that sort of thing but this is really just more turned into a business discussion <laughs> which, has, which it has to with no players really yeah you know, with, no, with no ice hockey yeah oh well, exactly um so maybe maybe actually when the East School Bride team starts, then we'll we'll get another we'll get another rebrand. Um, and it'll be the what's that, South Lanarkshire, is it? Yeah. It'll be the South the South Lanarkshire skate. <laughs> Whatever it is. Get get rid of that shite chat. Um So yeah, I mean just just to finish up on, on clan really. Um 
Is it going to be positive that we've got this long break? You hope so, but then knowing what you what you know over the team, um, it could be more of the same. But fingers crossed, it's not. Uh, and we just we do see some real improvement. It looked like they were going for a different recruitment model, which is good to see a change. But you want you want that to to all work out and have a a model that you know is going to work and gets us some success and. I don't believe the winning is just around the corner thing. That's not necessarily what we go to see, but uh, it's it's a part of it. So here's hoping, but pie in the sky, really, isn't it? Yeah, I mean that's. I don't like when they say stuff like that because inevitably we're just going to be let or fans are going to be let down by comments like that because realistically we shouldn't be. Challenging for any sort of major uh, trophies throughout the season, other than you know, if you if you count the the Gardner conferences, um, elite silverware, then yeah, definitely. <laughs> but you know, apart from that, you've got the Aladdin Cup. Yeah, well, maybe maybe that is what they're meaning, and they're just dressing it up as as something else. Um, <laughs> We will, we will see, um, but you know, here's hoping as soon as that questionnaire comes out, I'll fill it in and we'll just put this, we'll just send a recording of this rant into the, <laughs> into the club. Nah, but it will, it will be, it will be good to, to have some fresh ideas and you know, now, now is the time to, uh, to do that and, um, you know, listen to what, to what fans are saying, um, take it on board and who knows yeah as long as they act on it these things are good mm-hmm. you know there'll obviously be a lot of stuff said that's maybe not sensible but there's no point in doing these questionnaires if you're not gonna if you've got some blatantly obvious standout points that people are making then you know let's let's try and get it done and um, let's get a coach in and a team that's gonna Challenge and be enjoyable to watch for a full season. You know, yeah. you don't you don't want a, a a team that turns up for a couple of months. Nobody's really interested in that. Um, right. So, some hockey that's actually currently in existence. Stanley Cup final at the moment. Um, have you seen any of or much of the playoffs? In to uh, in in their current form, at all. Mm. I've seen the bare minimum. Yeah. That is basically I've seen I've seen one game I think and the rest of it's just sort of following the the scoresman as and when they come in. Yeah, uh, I've seen I've seen a couple of games. It's it helped when they were on at a decent time. Uh, yeah. Obviously now the games are on at one AM, which for most people here really isn't isn't going to work. Um, but I think it's been, you know, quite good that they've been able to get get some stuff going. But uh, it's not it's not going to be a feasible model for a full season. So I think even the the NHL is going to struggle with that. Um, you know, you can imagine the elite league trying to play in a a bubble of players. Um, pretty hard to organise, but um, you know, I think it's uh, it's one of those things that it seems quite good. That they've got they've got play going again, but again, it's missing out the fans. I think is. Probably just the main contributing factor to even the players' enjoyment of it. A lot of them have said that it's just not the same. And obviously when you look back at records of who's won it, you're not going to think, ah, there wasn't any fans there, but it's the whole worldwide situation of no fans at games. Uh, it's a bit weird, but, you know, we'd, we've said before, would we take clan games with 
not been able to watch them live yet, but that would be, be a bit strange. Yeah, I think that was that was maybe an idea that was that had been floated if if they were going to have a season here then um, have a webcast sort of thing that fans could that fans could buy, uh, but you know you kind of lose out on um, you know anything that's anything that's bought at a game as well. Um, exactly. Yeah. That's you know that's a major source of income that's just um just not there and obviously they wouldn't be able to to charge the same as a ticket for the game so it definitely wasn't feasible but i, I take your point that you know it's it's kind of the same through any sport and i think you know we're seeing that a lot more with football um just how much uh you know crowds make the game just sort of generally better when you're watching it. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and that's obviously throughout, throughout every every sport worldwide. Um, and I know it's kind of, it's difficult to keep, especially, you know, teams like that in the NHL, you know, the size of the teams and contain them in a bubble. It's kind of, it's hard enough uh, with you know the the NFL that started back up now as well and yeah um, you know you've got you've got boy you've got fifty three players on on each team do you know what I mean so that like that's just the team not to mention all the coaches etc yeah. that are all you know trying to sort of stay in this in this bubble to to be able to to have sport really yeah well I was gonna bring bring that up um you know that here obviously they had that date of i think for the football the 5th of october that's not going to happen but um they've got am i right in saying that just with the different state laws you've got crowds at the nfl games yeah so i think it's um i think it's at the club's discretion right because you can have social Social distance in some, uh, in some stadium, but because I think it was the the Dallas game at the weekend, I think there was twenty thousand. Right. Uh, that it, which seems absolutely insane, uh, and you know there's another stadium a few hours down the road, um, in Houston, and that was completely empty. So I don't. Um, not really too sure um, about the sort of rules regarding it, but I think it was the I think it was at the club's discretion to be able to have some fans there. But I know that in, I know that in week one in Kansas City, uh, there was like some folk that were at that game tested positive. Yeah, well, that was going to be my next question. Is anything come out of that? That's the the worry, I suppose, but. Um... Mm-hmm. You can imagine yeah. that obviously they're they're tightening the the laws here again, but um, if you're saying right, we're having even however many people in, you've got to get that exactly right. I can imagine. Well, how many people were at that that Kansas game? A few, anyway. So you've got the potential yeah. for a bit of spread there, um, but it just. It seems like the the dates keep getting pushed back, and you almost don't know when. Does I have yeah when it's ever going to happen? You know, obviously they had the the old firm game as well here, which if if they'd gone ahead with fans, I don't know what the sort of numbers were going to look like, but I would say now, knowing what we do know, you're probably going to go through almost an entire season with without a full stadium somewhere I would say. Yeah. Possibly it's... without ever having fans in a stadium. Um and it's definitely affecting some teams, maybe more than others. Yeah, it will do. It will do. Um Yeah, it's um 
it's a sad state of affairs, but and you can kind of you can get why they're putting dates on these things to say. I guess in a way is to give people something to look forward to, really. But yeah, um, you know, you just sort of question whether it's even worth putting a date on anything because, um, you know, with it, with the way it's going, and uh, you know, even even without the sort of tighter restrictions, nothing. It just didn't feel. It just didn't feel like normal life, I guess, uh, because you know that there are obviously still restrictions. Um. And now they're they're sort of tightening them again, and it's um, you know you're kind of going back down that route of uh, another lockdown, which uh, thankfully doesn't look as if it's going to be announced quite yet. But essentially, yeah. that's what you've got yeah. with everything staying open. It's just a it's a weird, totally weird scenario um, with you know no no sort of end in sight I guess yeah I know um, well I suppose what did have an end in sight sadly to say was uh, Celtic's Champions League campaign this year um, that was a a disappointing way I think to, to go out of that um, whether or not uh Obviously, the, the Europa League is no substitute for it, but it's these qualifiers are now huge games for Celtic to, um, well, in fact, for all teams in Scotland really to, to get some European football because of the lack of income from fans. I guess it it puts more importance on it, um, and you know you, can, just looking at Celtic, obviously from your point of view, they've they can't afford. Uh, another qualifying slip up. No, absolutely not. That would be a total disaster. Um, you know, if it's if it's not a total disaster already. Um, and you know, you can look at you can look at a number of things uh, regarding the Ferris Farnos game, but um, but really, you know, so announcing that team without. Without playing any striker, yeah, uh, it seems so long ago now. That I know it does, it does. and yeah. it's and it's you know how strange it was, um, but it's it was a, a bit of a similar story with that where there's interest in let's just say team selections, um, and it and it has been a problem for a few a few years now. Um, and then you had the, the whole Bolingoli situation, obviously the Aberdeen players. I think it was just all a bit of a sort of farce at that, that time. It was not taken seriously, I suppose, both on and off the pitch. And it's cost, it's cost teams, because that's, from Celtic's point of view, that's a lot of money, isn't it? Um, yeah. And well, it's the difference between selling one or two players really because um, you know with the sort loss the loss of the Champions League money Celtic probably find themselves in a position where they'll have to sell at least one if not two of you know a decent calibre squad player yeah I don't know um, and in, in the ten in a row season I suppose that's that's the main thing that you don't really want, but um, is it just how many qualification rounds are there? Is there one after this, and then it's the group stages? I think so. Yeah. So it's um, so it's Riga, and then I think the the winner of that game plays Sarajevo or someone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think after that, it's. Um, this group stage after that. Yeah, you've got to, I mean, I think Motherwell and Aberdeen have got tougher passages, but again, if you get, uh, if for some some miracle, you had all these, all these teams through, then I suppose it, it benefits our game, but um, for the, the teams individually, um, you know, it is, it is a huge financial thing, as we've said in this, 
this season, but you can only hope that at some point we'll get back to seeing live sport in person, but can we see it? Mm. I'm not so sure. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's kind of been a bit doing gloom this episode, but as <laughs> but as important. It's no, like, it has, it has, it has, and it is. Get all this guff out the road, with and then focus on the, you know, Clara focusing on a um, a rebrand of sorts. Um, <laughs> For the second time in two years. <laughs> this one obviously this rebrand sort of forced upon us yeah become the Together We Clan podcast it would have it would have been interesting if that whole rebrand had sort of tied in with this uh, this period um, um, yeah if they if they'd completed the rebrand uh, after 10 seasons rather than on the tenth season. Mhm. Yeah, I mean, if they've said you know we're we're going to change the things that didn't work and go in a different direction, and obviously this, then the Glasgow clan stuff came out and whatever else, and um, that would, it would have been I, I don't know if it was better time or not. Obviously, we had a, a good season. I mean, well, for parts of that season, it was it was quite good, but. I think that would that would seem like a, a huge direction change and would have been interesting timing, but now with the East School Bride news, uh, we're just going to have to hold our breath. It could be another total disaster. And what yeah. that is that is the other part of the doom and gloom. What if this time for them to change things results in them changing and it's just shockingly bad? You know, how do you, there's almost no excuse for that, but it seems a bit like a clan thing to do. Oh yeah, if it, if anyone was, is going to do that, it will be clan. Um, yeah, I don't know, and and with the with the whole sort of rebrand stuff as well. That I mean, this is probably already been said, or as a matter for another time. But um, what's you know, what's changed, really, apart from the name? I know. Well, <laughs> we kind of said, like, it's part of the exposure for sponsorship, but it's it's been hard to see any real big changes. <laughs> One of the main focuses was obviously players know where the club is now. <laughs> and that's, you know, that, it's not really, it's not that's important good. to the fans, it's, that that's fine if we then recruited a team that was just superb and really challenged, but like, I don't know. We could, as I've said, we're going back on another. Yeah, we'll we'll total, revisit this in a year's time. Yeah, and it, and I actually will be in a year's time. We'll be talking about the new season, and it makes the last few podcasts, but season review totally insignificant. So thanks for how to actually listen to it. Yeah, we're not doing um, review uh, ratings, player ratings by this season. Yeah, well, on the three. three yeah, depending on how much content we come up with in the next few weeks, we'll be rating players that we didn't even <laughs> sign. Um, we're making up players to make <laughs> ratings for. That's actually a great idea. We'll make. <laughs> we'll just make up a team. We'll actually pretend we're having a season. We'll do an episode every week. With a game that never happened, we'll just simulate like, the whole thing. We could uh, recruit a a British uh, a team of a team of Brits for the East Coast Brides <laughs> roundabouts. EKPK. EKPK. I quite like EKPK to be honest. Um, yeah, you don't all, you don't want them on the PK all the time. But. No, I actually it is a, a semi-serious interesting point that whilst we won't have any ice hockey obviously a lot of the players have uh, signed for other teams that are going to have some play um, 
and it'll be quite, I guess, interesting to see how a lot of those guys get on. You know, like, we didn't really touch on it, but, like, Ben Bounds, for example, that's a big move for him. Um, going yeah. to Austria and things, and you hope it works out for a lot of these guys. Um, but then, uh, at the same time, it would always be better if they were, if we were seeing them. But hey, oh, that is, it is what it is. That is what it is. Kind of put it better myself. Um. So, yeah, I think as I'd said at the start, we'll look to do, um, some content whilst we don't have a season. Uh, and it'll hopefully be better than just pretending that we've got a season. Um, yeah. Bringing some different sports to the table and other news and things uh, just to keep us ticking over um, and you know and you know fan fan engagement as well uh, we are actually putting out a questionnaire we're not well <laughs> we it, might no. <laughs> in the questionnaire it will say on a scale of 1 to 10 how shite was this episode and no actually to be fair I'm slagging it but it needed addressed so thankfully anybody who listened to it then they'll completely agree and hopefully continue to engage in some way whether that's just listening or sending us any questions or whatever else Um, we will hopefully get something to you as a reward for that loyalty yeah, I'd. I mean, I'd even. I'd probably take a death threat at this point, just for some interaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm up for it. So you know, you know where I find this. You do. Um, all the bet, and if you do send it, we won't tell anyone. We'll just, we'll just That'll assume just, they're trying to help us out. Yeah, we'll thank you and move on. Absolutely. Um, right. Okay. So, hopefully bring some stuff to you in the near future. Uh, obviously, sad. I say sad. It's not sad. I suppose it is sad news because in many ways, people are looking forward to the games and spend their weekends building up to it and stuff. So it is actually sad on a serious note, um, but disappointing as well. So here's hoping we get some hockey at some point. Um, but in the meantime... All the best, folks, and uh, we'll cheers for turning up, and we'll catch you in the near future. Speak to you very soon.